Howdy, folks. It's Monday, May 16th. I'm Jacob Cohen. I finally got air conditioning in my apartment. It's on full blast. Unfortunately, though, while the temp is going down, the electric bill is going up. But that's besides the point because you are listening to The Hustle Daily Show. Later in today's episode, homeowners are renting out their rooms like never before amid skyrocketing housing costs, but the practice differs greatly by generation. We are going to discuss, but before we get into that, here's a quick look at what else is going on in the world of business and tech. Let's get crack a So first things first, a Wall Street Journal analysis of CEO compensation in 2021 across S&P 500 companies found the median pay package hit $14.7 million, the highest on record and up 12% year over year as companies saw strong performances all across last year. Now, much of this compensation includes equity packages. For example, Peter Kern, the CEO of Expedia, sat at the top of the list with a $296 million pay package, which to clarify begins vesting in 2024, and he won't get much else over his three-year contract, though I think he will manage just fine. Moving on, Netflix is reportedly looking into live streaming. This comes as the company reported losing 200,000 subscribers last quarter and says it's going to lose 2 million more in Q2. Now, the company still holds streaming's crown with 222 million subscribers, but its tech company, It Factor, is really no longer a market differentiator, right? Everyone's got the same tech, more or less. And frankly, the company is trying to solve for growth and engagement in ways other than game shows about whether or not something is a literal piece of cake. Aside from a foray into gaming, a crackdown on password sharing, and introducing an ad-based tier, the company's apparently looking into live streaming now as a way to engage members, interestingly enough, and I think it's really smart. It'll open up a world of possibilities around their own content, for sure, with things like live voting on reality shows, live cast reunions, live comedy specials, all that stuff. That's very cool. But the other big question is, would it be good now for Netflix to really think about getting the rights to some popular niche sporting events, Formula One and such? That would be a real differentiator for them with proven appeal. Another interesting idea, I was talking with my roommate about this, and he made a great point. What if Netflix had channels you could flip through like back in the olden days? I think it could be really interesting. Great for discovery. Just some food for thought. In other news, Elon Musk tweeted Friday that his planned acquisition of Twitter was temporarily on hold while he waits for some confirmation on the number of fake accounts and bots on the platform. Investors were not super pumped about that, with the stock dipping about 10%. Moving along, the U.S. is facing a severe shortage of pilots and airlines are cutting flights as a result of pandemic conditions that saw airlines slow hiring and training and offer some pilots early retirement, which is good for them, but bad for everyone else. Now, according to CNBC, they're trying to hire more than 12,000 pilots this year, which is more than double the annual record. Good news, I don't know if you saw that clip of a passenger with zero flying experience land a plane last week after his pilot passed out. Incredible video, I recommend you watch it. The good news here is that airlines could just hire him, and people like him. There you go, shortage solved. What is next? Late last week, the final member of a group of former eBay execs pleaded guilty to terrorizing the creators of a critical e-commerce newsletter with packages of live spiders, cockroaches, and a funeral wreath. Can't wait for the Hulu documentary on that, which will certainly be a thing at some point soon. And finally, Peloton teased a rowing machine, which was rumored for a long time but also many believe is just really long, long, long overdue. And if you ask me, could have put the company in an entirely different position than it is today. Instead of releasing a treadmill 
which basically everyone in America has a reason to not use, right? That reason being something called running outdoors. A rowing machine could very well be a real cult product. I could see that happening. And you really kind of need one to do the activity. So we'll see how this launch goes. Hopefully the rower won't kill a kid like the treadmill did. So my best wishes to Peloton. But truly, rowing is great, and I, I do hope it works out. I'd love to try one out when it gets released. And speaking of fitness in the home, it is now time for us to discuss homes in general and a trend we're seeing take place across the country, live-in landlords. All right, so as home prices and mortgage rates continue to climb, new homeowners are embracing a skill I think many of us learned way back when in kindergarten, sharing. More Americans than ever are renting out rooms in their own homes to fund things like mortgage expenses and just recoup cash. It's known as home sharing, and it's exactly what it sounds like. It's a way for mostly younger Americans to break into a housing market that's experiencing what you could say is a wee bit of a supply issue. According to Freddie Mac, the U.S. is short 3.8 million housing units or so, which has really also had a great impact on prices. In 2021, home prices rose by 19% and are expected to rise about 6% this year. 80% of metro areas saw home prices increase 10% or more. And as costs rise, the number of buyers who would consider renting out a portion of their home has jumped from 24% in 2019 to 31% in 2021. But it does differ by generation. While 67% of millennials are open to sharing their homes in exchange for cash, that number drops to 57% for Gen Z, whoop, whoop, and 34% for baby boomers. Now, this is partly out of necessity, right? Millennials have 204% less wealth than their parents did at the same age. Also, the average price of a home today is about $328,000 compared to the $216,000 that boomers spent in 1989 adjusted for inflation. But if you ask me, I also think it's partly a trend that comes from generational experience, right? Millennials are the we work generation, the Airbnb generation. Let's work together. Let's live together. Boomers, on the other hand, it's like, I'm buying a house. I'm buying a house for me, not for you, right? They grew up staying in company-specific offices, not shared ones. They used to stay in hotel rooms with their own families, not staying in other people's homes. So just something to consider. But not everyone is really in on this trend. For example, in Shawnee, Kansas, suburb of Kansas City, very nice, been there a few times myself. They essentially banned co-living last month, making it illegal to lease to four or more unrelated people. Now, the ordinance was created to avoid situations where real estate investors would purchase a property and reconfigure the rooms to allow for more renters. Critics say the ban is racist and classist, making it harder for the city's most vulnerable residents to find affordable housing. Now, I'm not on the ground there, but all I can say is perhaps Shawnee's city council needs to be reminded of the classic kindergarten axiom, sharing is caring. Bada bing, bada boom. That is it, folks. I think that's going to do it for us today. If you liked what you heard, we've got a lot more tech and business coverage over at thehustle.co. I'm Jacob Cohen. Our editor is Ezra Truppiano, and our executive producer is Darren Clark. Thanks for tuning in to The Hustle Daily Show. We're a proud part of the HubSpot Podcast Network. See you tomorrow.